0: Welcome to the Empowered Spirituality Podcast. Join me, your host, Samantha Nagel, a certified integrative nutrition health coach, poet, witch, and work in progress for grounding meditations, inspiring interviews, and reflections about spirituality, holistic health, and the world around us. Join in every Thursday as we explore what empowered spirituality means to us in today's world. Welcome to the Empowered Spirituality Podcast. My name is Samantha Nagel, and you're joining me for Season 3 of the podcast. So welcome. I'm so excited to be launching into Season 3. I'm actually starting a little bit sooner than I thought. Uh, The plan was to start mid-March, almost towards the end of March, but I'm starting on February 23rd, 2023. So still a little bit in winter, but I'm excited to get this rolling. I have more interviews ready, more episodes ready for you. So um, yeah, I just wanted to start early so we could start listening to these episodes, which I'm so excited about. All right. So what's to come in season three? Some logistic stuff. Um, My goal is to make the episodes a little bit shorter, maybe around 30 minutes, maybe like 30 to 40. I've already recorded some that went over, (laughs) Um, and that's okay. Um, But looking at my episode, um, like statistics or feedback, um, I can see that people drop off after about 30 minutes. So I'm going to I'm learning from what you're telling me, which is that you really only have the capacity for about 30 minutes. So that's what I'll be doing. Um, The first couple episodes, we're going to be talking about community, revillaging, more about intuitive eating, more about hormonal health. I have some upcoming episodes about gut health, which we've never really gotten into before. And like inflammation. Uh, I'm also going to be having some guests on to talk about like some toxic new age stuff. So, how can we reprogram the toxic new age things that we learned, Um, religious trauma, witchcraft? So, there's lots of stuff coming up. Uh, But I'm still definitely very much in the process of booking people. I have someone coming on to talk about crystals, which we've never talked about, having someone come on to talk about art and creativity and how that relates to spirituality. So I'm excited to really have a nice smorgasbord of topics coming up for you this year in 2023. Really, really excited. Um, Yeah, so I think for this first episode, I thought I would just do a quick check-in. Um, share some things that I've been thinking about. Um, yeah. And just as we kind of get ready for season three. So if you listen to the in bulk episode that came out around February 1st, um, I mentioned that I got engaged. So that's a fun new thing that's been happening in my life. I also mentioned kind of uh, vaguely that I was going to be moving or no, I didn't mention I was going to be moving. I hinted about something else that I wanted to share, but not quite yet. So I am going to be moving this weekend when this comes out. Um, my partner and I bought a house together, so we were still in the process of buying that home. Um, when I recorded the episode, and anything can happen <laughs> in that process until it's done. So I was like, not really wanting to put it out there in the world that it was definitely happening, till I knew that it was. So right now, I'm in the process of packing and moving. We have a lot of people coming to help us move, uh, which is just a really like beautiful reminder of community and accepting help. That's not something I always do quite easily. So I'm really practicing gratitude and being receptive to the help that I am receiving or that we are receiving. Um, and I'm also practicing trying to be slow. I do have the luxury. We're only moving three minutes away. So I know some people move like across states or even to into different countries. So now what we're doing we're moving like a couple blocks down and a couple blocks to the left <laughs> so i am in the process of like packing really slowly not putting a lot of urgency on myself um and that feels really good cuz i think in the past my go to is like i need to pack as much as possible as quickly as possible um And now I'm kind of leaning into like, I'm just going to do one small thing every single day. And that small thing, I'm going to start two weeks before I need to finish. Basically at the end of these two weeks, I'm all packed up and ready to go. Um, And that's the mentality I'm kind of trying to cultivate in my whole life. Like if there's a big goal at hand, my tendency is to just rush right in and do that as quickly as possible. So I'm really trying to just say to myself, just do one small right thing every day or every day that you work on these things and that progress will build up e- even just in a month. So that's been really helpful. So yeah, I'm excited to move. I've already like talked to the space that I'm going to be in. So I believe in animism, which basically says that every thing has its own energy. So, I believe that the my house has an energy, and so I'm kind of in the process of like trying to introduce myself to the energy of the house. Um, I'm also trying to take a decolonized approach to the home and to the land that I now own as well, um, instead of thinking that I like, this is mine now. I own it. I can kind of do whatever I want with it. Trying to really, one, be respectful of the land that I'm on um, and how it was colonized to begin with. Um, But then also trying to be respectful of the home itself and not just saying that because I spent money on you to live in you, like, I'm, I'm not kind of forcing my way into this space Um, and kind of trying to feel like have a reciprocity of the relationship that I have with the home. So I know some of you might be like, what the hell (laughs) does that mean? Um, So for me, I think this is probably different for everyone, but trying not to think of it as land or space that I own, but more of a collaboration with the land that I'm on, not necessarily doing whatever I want to do, but kind of like feeling and trying to get intuitive uh, like guidance or messages of like maybe what is calling to me to do or or kind of feeling out if it's a yes or no from the space that I'm in. Um, So the first day or the day after we got the keys, I just sat in the house and said, I'm not going to be like forcing myself in here for the next week. You're going to get to get to know me really slowly. I'd like to introduce my energy slowly. I'm coming from a place of gratitude. And so that's been really fun to like kind of practice. I feel really connected to the energy of the space that I'm in right now. Um, yeah, I just feel like it's, it's always had my back. It's been especially the room that I'm in that I'm recording now in. Um, I just feel like we have such a good collaboration. Um, like it, it's nurtured a lot of people. It's held a lot of people in grief and an illness and sadness and depression, me and other people. And I just think it has a really like healing, nurturing energy. And I get that all the time. Your house just feels really good. I slept really good in the room last night. Like it just felt really good in there. So, and yeah, sure. Some of that's me and the intentions that I put into the space. But I think, I believe a lot of that is the space itself and the home itself and the energy that it has, which yeah, is part me and part who knows what else, right? So I'm really trying to work with that energy of my home. Um, And I will say the first day I felt a lot of resistance. Like I was sitting in the living room, I was by myself, and it just felt really heavy. And I was having like, it felt like I was in brain fog, but like uh, if the room was filled with brain fog, <laughs> like just this heaviness. And I was like, you know, like why, why is this here? What are you trying to tell me? And I just had this feeling of like sadness and grief. And so I said, are you grieving? Are you grieving the person who used to live here? And the emotions got like a little bit more intense. I was like, okay, maybe that's a yes. Um, so just kind of like letting the home know that it's okay and I'm not trying to replace that person and that I really want to work with it. So not just like trying to cleanse all that energy out, but kind of being respectful. And if you're wondering, my partner does not... <laughs> Like, I think I told him, like, I think the house is sad. And he was like, okay. (laughs) So um, it is a solo endeavor. And if you feel like my partner in the sense of feeling like, okay, that's okay, too. Um, Yeah, not everyone is an animist. Not everyone, yeah, is called in that way, in that spiritual way or, or views a space that way. Yeah. Let's see. I did want to check in about something completely different (laughs) because it is going to really color a lot of what I talk about this season and a lot of the guests that I bring on. So this isn't something I haven't had surgery yet. So I don't know if I will. And I also know that I won't know unless I do most likely. Um, But it's suspected that I most likely have endometriosis. So I am getting an ultrasound done and we'll see what that looks like, but, and, and it can be diagnosed with an ultrasound, especially if the person doing it is really good at it, which supposedly they are, but I don't know if they tell me <laughs> if they were like, oh, we have really awful, <laughs> uh, ultrasound technicians, don't worry. Um, so yeah, they might be able to detect it that way, but it sounds like the most common way is through surgery. So I won't know for sure, maybe for a while, but I suspected it as well Um, for maybe the last couple months. It's been like in my periphery that something is wrong and that's probably what it is. And I didn't tell my gynecologist that that's what I suspected, but that was the first thing she said. Um, So yeah, I'm not surprised, but yeah, that's, that's a big Thing for me, and it's also explaining a lot of like fatigue as well. Um, it just kind of like makes a bit more sense now. The pain I've been having makes a bit more sense. So I was having really painful periods, um, heavy bleeds, like very very heavy. I've always had very heavy, uh, but what's been more painful or more um, uncomfortable for me is the pain, um, like mid cycle around ovulation and the, the bleeding that I have from that as well. Um, and it's getting to the point where it's not normal probably at this point. So yeah, my goal is to not go back on hormonal birth control if possible. Um, and that's not to say that that's a bad thing for people to do. It's fine. Um, but it's just not something that feels really like good to me right now. So, yeah, I'm trying to think of how to manage this with food and other lifestyle things. Um, herbal medicine. Um, with the help of my doctor, too. She's like on board to try everything possible before birth control, which is really nice and not common, I don't think, unfortunately. So yeah, I think one thing that's really going to come up, I bet, during this season is I'm in this stage of intuitive eating and really not wanting to have restrictions around my food because of you know, all the unpacking of diet culture I'm doing, the trigger that that creates even just to have those restrictions around food. Um, And also wanting to manage this illness potentially with food and um, yeah, like kind of move towards a more inflammatory, (laughs) anti-inflammatory diet um, and make other kind of changes So that is a bit of restrictive eating, right? Like I am going to be making changes and maybe cutting things out and being a bit more restrictive on what I can eat. So I think that'll be really interesting to see how I can do that in a nuanced way. And I'm sure it's going to come up. Um, I'm also, I'm wanting to voice this because I was actually on someone else's podcast called The Light Within. I don't think it's come out yet, but it's a great podcast. You should check it out. It's with Leslie. Oh, Graffin, I think is her last name. I think that's her last name. <laughs> I always get it wrong. I always want to say it's Graffin or Draffin. I don't remember which one's right, but you'll find it if you just look at The Light Within. Anyways. And I voiced this on her podcast and that kind of made me realize like, oh, I think that's actually an important thing to share. So I'm realizing I have this like disappointment or this shame with myself and or with my body. So I kind of feel like my body has let me down. I feel disappointed by my body. Um, I feel like, oh, I haven't been doing it good enough, right? Like I haven't been cyclically living good enough where I haven't been whatever good enough. And I thought that was interesting that that shame came up and that blame came up um, because it's not anything that I did, right? It's not my fault and it's so interesting that that is somewhere that my brain would even go to a place of self-judgment, a self-criticism and self-blame for something that's just wrong, <laughs> something that's happening that is wrong in my body doesn't mean my body is letting me down. It doesn't mean that my body's wrong. It doesn't mean that I did something wrong. Um yeah, I just wanted to voice that. I feel like it's maybe a common thing that people could also feel. And so I hope it's helpful for me to just voice that I or you did not do anything wrong. Did not cause this in any way. Uh you're not you know, you haven't failed at whatever you think you failed at, and your body has not failed you. That's a big one. Or And we don't have to look at it with positivity, right? But maybe with neutrality, like this potential endometriosis or whatever it is that you're struggling with is value neutral. So I've been reading Unmasking Autism by Dr. Devin Price. Um, and they said Something like, it's on my Instagram too, your emotion, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but your emotions are just signals of your needs and your needs are value neutral. And I just, I love that so much. Um, And the reason why it's on my Instagram is because I want to look at it and remember that because it's such a valuable reminder that your needs are value neutral. Your emotions are value neutral and your body is value neutral too. So it doesn't always mean that you're going to feel neutrally about your body, but your body doesn't have values attached to it. doesn't have morals attached to it. Um, I think the same can be said with when something in our body happens that, you know, isn't happening as it should, or as you'd like it to, that's neutral. That's, it's not necessarily to say it's not good or bad, but it's, it's neutral. Like what it says about you is neutral. Yeah. I just, that like really stuck out to me and something I'm sure I'm going to unpack. <laughs> um, yeah. I can't believe it's almost spring. I mentioned this in the in bulk episode, but I'm really trying to lean into like harvesting this sweet little bud of energy that I have, this rush of creativity, and also like slowly acting on that and slowly nurturing that. Kind of just like the example of moving. Like there have been times where I had big spurts of energy and I was like, I should pack up the whole house. (laughs) Um, but I would have burnt out. So I would, instead I would pack up for an hour instead of 30 minutes. And then I would make myself stop. That's been hard. Um, but I noticed my energy does feel more sustained. So I'll invite you to that as we approach spring, or even as we get into spring, Even though you can feel that rush, maybe even that pressure from other people, just to take it as slow as you need to. Sometimes even going a little slower than you think you need to can also be kind of helpful. The last thing I've been thinking about, and I want to just touch on this quickly, because I think this is something that's going to come up this season, is rituals. So, um... I am the co-host of Blooming Wild, which is a membership community uh, like Patreon, but it's on Ko-Fi. It's like $3 a month um, or $10 a month if you do a little bit higher of a tier. Um, But we do a monthly new moon ritual. So learning about rituals has been really at the top of my mind recently. Something I think is really interesting, and I'm about to do like as I'm recording in a couple minutes, I'm going to go live with my friend Mal, who's been on the podcast twice. I'm sure she'll be on again <laughs> if she wants. Um, we're going to go live on Instagram and talk about a, a book called The Gospel of Wellness uh, by Rena something. <laughs> Easy to find if you look up The Gospel of Wellness. Um, Rena Raphael. There we go. Um, the book cover was like pending in my memory. (laughs) So we're going to talk about the gospel of wellness and the gospel of wellness and the book cultish, which I also really recommend. It'd be really cool if I could get them on the podcast, but probably not. But if you know anyone, um, and they were talking about like how culty things like Peloton CrossFit soul cycle, there's a couple other ones too, I feel like, how culty they can be. Um, So I had that perspective. I have that perspective. Then there's also this perspective from a different book about ritual that I'm reading. And I know his first name, Casper, but all my books are packed. So I can't find the book title at this time, but I will talk more about it later positively. Um, So he um, he studied theology and he wrote this book about ritual, especially like modern ritual. It's really good. And I'm, I'm still only like a quarter of the way through, but he has this perspective, like people are going away from organized religions. People are going away from churches, but they're finding ritual and purpose and community in things like Peloton, CrossFit, Cycle. So I think it's really interesting, and I'm sure me and Mal are going to talk about this soon. You could probably go watch the replay on Instagram. We're going to talk about this interesting nuance between like, what is culty and what is like faux community, and also what is real, authentic community. Okay, so I literally... <laughs> I took a little break because I just got done recording that live with Mao. So go ahead and check it out. So anyways, about ritual. Um, I recently did a post I'm going to pull up about how to make a ritual. And this comes from Kathleen McTeague. I think it's how you say their name. How to make an, a ritual. All you need is intention, attention, and repetition, which I think is really cool. So this means that you could make anything a ritual, right? So sure, going to your CrossFit gym, if you go in with intention, you have a specific intention of why you're there. You're mindful when you are there, you're present, you're you know, maybe focused on that intention. And it's a repetition. So maybe it's you go once a week, once a month, but that is what makes a ritual. And so I've been thinking about that. Like in our new moon circle, our intention can oscillate with the moon and the phase that it's in and the seasons that we're in, but the intention is usually to gather with like-minded people. We're mindful as we are gathering and we gather every month. So that's kind of a more like something you think of as a ritual, right? You can think of going to church every week you go to church with your intention, your you're paying attention to what the person is saying, to the actions that you're doing, and you go every week or maybe every Christmas <laughs> or whenever it is that you go. But I'm also, I was driving in the car yesterday to go to my best friend's house and the three of us were going to watch The Bachelor. <laughs> um and I was like, oh, this is like an important ritual that's in my life right now. We meet pretty much every week. There's usually like a snack or food or a drink. And we talk, we, we get our little snacks or our little drinks, and then we sit in front of the TV and we watch and in the commercial breaks, we talk and then we leave. <laughs> and I was thinking I was going in with my intention, which was to connect my friends, to de-stress, to relax. Uh, I paid attention. I was mindful during all of our conversations. I felt connected to them and I was paying paying attention to the bachelor (laughs) and I do it every week. And I was thinking, this is such a powerful ritual and it's not necessarily spiritual. You know, we're not really setting a lot of spiritual intentions when we go into watching the bachelor. Um, And it's maybe not what you would think of when you think of, rituals. You might not think of three gals (laughs) drinking wine, eating frozen pizza as, and watching like a reality TV show as um like a spiritual ritual. But I think it's one of the most important rituals in my life right now. And it's not necessarily because the bachelor is like, you know, the most important thing in my life, (laughs) but it's the, like, it's the shared, joy that we have from it. It's the conversation that it sparks. It's the laughs that it brings us. And it's the structure that it gives us, the, the space that it gives us to gather every week and join in ritual together. So yeah, that's something that I'm thinking about as I think about the importance of community. That was really big for me last year. And it's going to be really big for me this year. Um and ritual and how good ritual makes me feel whether it's communing with the spirit of my house whether it's the ritual of like drinking my tea every morning whether it's the ritual of watching trashy reality shows uh yeah rituals are just so important community is so important and community doesn't have to be perfect right like doesn't you don't have to be having like this elaborate women's new moon Moon ritual circle, um, every month to be like a val like to be circling and to be in community and to be doing ritual. like it's it can just be eating with your partner at the end of the day or making dinner once a month together or watching reality TV together. like those are all really important. Um, and just as a side note, this is something I've been thinking about too. We so often, I think especially as women or like not men or even like people who don't have the, I don't know, traditional interests of like, and I'm thinking of like America, the US, like sports, work, (laughs) heterosexual relationships, (laughs) you know, those are all acceptable hobbies. Um, But things that like are liked in other ways are really, really shunned. And I have this kind of random thought because as I'm saying The Bachelor, I'm like, oh, it's a trashy show. You know, I'm like embarrassed to even say that that could be a ritual. Um, But like, what if I just liked that show? Do I want to like hook my wagon onto this? No, (laughs) because it is a show that like, I think is toxic, you know, in a lot of ways. Um, But like Bridgerton, I was, I started watching that show recently and whenever I heard a woman talk about Bridgerton, she'd go, oh, yeah, I've just been watching Bridgerton or, you know, just, I, walk, I like to watch trash TV like Bridgerton. And so I was like, oh, okay, I guess this show isn't very good. And I started watching it and I finished season one and it is good. <laughs> like it has drama. It has a little bit of comedy. It has really intriguing characters. Um, it has romance. It has drama. Yeah, I think I already said that. But like, it has all the elements of good TV. So why is that like more shameful than, I don't know, what other people, what like a normal show would be. But right, it is more geared towards women. And so why, like, why are women inherently feeling ashamed of things that they like to do? I mean, this is like a bigger conversation, but just something I was thinking about. Uh, One of my favorite podcasts, the Just Break Up podcast, I really recommend it. It's so good. Um, But in the very beginning of their podcast, it maybe was on a Patreon episode. I'm not sure. Um, But they were talking about like pumpkin spice lattes and how typically it is like women who that's like marketed to or that you hear about liking pumpkin spice lattes, right? Like the basic bitch type thing. And they were saying that's just another way. That we diminish what women like. Like what is like pumpkins are good. (laughs) Pumpkin flavoring is also good. Coffee's good. Milk's good. You know what it sugar is good. Like all those things taste good to lots of people. So why do we have this weird, like shamey thing around women liking it? And like, do I think it's the most important thing that we need to be focusing on? No. (laughs) Equal rights or equal pay or abortion rights, like those all feel <laughs> like things I want to focus on a little bit more. Um, you know, the list goes on. But I think it's just interesting, like as I'm unpacking internalized patriarchy and all the other things, like just when I notice those things popping up, those like little bits of internalized patriarchy and other over systems and how they show up. So I just think that's really interesting. Definitely something we will talk about on the show this season. Yeah. So today I talked about, yeah, just kind of checking in at the, how I'm practicing animism, how I'm practicing ritual, um, my upcoming perhaps struggle with endometriosis and what that's going to look like with potentially restrictive eating and, and how can I be a bit more structured, in my food and the ways that I'm eating without falling into restrictive, restrictive things. Um, And then we talked and I went on a rant about TV. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, I thought that was nice. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, I'm really excited for season three. I can't believe it's starting next week. So I think the next couple episodes we have, we have, um, an episode about villaging and community next week. There is an episode about microdosing coming up, um, episodes about period health, gut health, inflammation, excuse me. Um, what else do we have? Art and creativity, lots of cool stuff this month. So I'm really excited. But please let me know if there's anything that you want to hear about specifically. Um, if you haven't already joined my newsletter, that's in my Instagram bio to join my newsletter. I'm actually <laughs> committing <laughs> to putting out a fucking newsletter. I always say that and never do, but uh, it's called the Wild Belonging Newsletter. And I've been having some fun uh, just like writing and and feeling like, I can share a bit more openly and honestly than I was doing on social media. that's fun. Um, as always, the Blooming Wild Ko-Fi is open to join if you'd like to join. Um, the first new moon circle is always free. So you can have a chance to try it out before you pay for it. And when you do pay for it, you're only going to pay $3 a month. And you can cancel at any time. So it's pretty low risk. Um, yeah, I'm still offering one-on-one coaching this year. Same with breathwork sessions. Yeah, I think that's all the stuff. So thanks for joining. I'm really excited for season two, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Empowered Spirituality. If you liked what you heard today, it would mean so much if you shared with a friend or gave it a rating or review so that it can reach even more people. If you want to connect further, perhaps you can consider joining the low-cost monthly membership for virtual New Moon Circles, weekly guided meditations, tarot pools, and a discord community. You can find that at ko bloomingwild, or you can visit my website samanthanagle.com to work with me further.